Another thing about strength training is that research shows that people are happier and they handle stress better. So lifting weights is a mood booster and people that lift weights have less stress hormones floating around their body and they're better able to handle stressful situations. Hi, I'm Amy Kiefer, a nurse, doula, and personal trainer. And I'm Crystal Howell, a women's health and orthopedic physical therapist. We're the co-founders of Expecting and Empowered, and we just so happen to be sisters. We built this business because we saw a huge gap between the information that women were given during pregnancy and postpartum and the information that they need. We're committed to helping close the gap so that women are better equipped to navigate these demanding and challenging years. Yes, we're both moms of three, so we know firsthand how many changes women go through physically, mentally, and emotionally because women aren't getting enough information to make informed decisions about their own health. It leaves mothers picking up the pieces afterwards. We need that to change. With our professional backgrounds, we're going to pull the curtain back on this season and give you the information you need to thrive. We're on a mission to change women's health. Let's do this. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to our show. I'm really excited for this episode today because I'm going to be educating on one of my favorite topics, which is the difference between lifting weights and doing cardio. Before anyone gets nervous, they both have their place. And so this episode is not going to try to convince you to give up one or the other. But when we're looking at what is really good for us, what does the science say? Let's dive in. So today, it's all going to be all about weightlifting and exercise. Um, for those of you that don't know, I have a degree in exercise science and years and years of personal training experience. So I love talking about this, as I said. The reason that we get really passionate about this subject is that there is a lot of misconceptions when it comes to lifting weights. I do think that people are starting to learn the truths about it, but I do still see some of these common themes come up. So today I'm hoping to put people's fears at bay. I think first and foremost, we really have to understand as women, what is our biology? I know that some women get really nervous that they're going to get bulky from lifting heavy weights. And that's just not true. But let's give you the why so that you can understand why it's not true. So first of all, our male counterparts have far more testosterone than we do. In fact, we only have about a tenth to a twentieth the amount of testosterone as a men's body. And as you probably know, testosterone is a big piece of what increases muscle mass. And so that's why we will more than likely see more muscle mass on our male counterparts than on ourselves, even with the same training program. So men have more testosterone, thus they have the potential for more muscle mass. And then another difference when we are comparing males versus females is that males have bigger muscle fibers. So research shows that they're more likely to experience higher levels of strength and speed compared to females due to muscle fiber cross-sectional size and muscle fiber distribution. 
This gets a little more exercise science-y than people probably want to hear, but essentially the muscle fibers themselves are also different. And for that reason, they are able to typically achieve greater strength and speed. Now, another thing that I wanted to cover is this idea of toning. I've seen this getting out more, so I feel like people are starting to understand the misconception, but toning was a way that people were marketed to. It was this idea that if you use lighter weights and higher repetitions, that you are going to then achieve a toned look. But if we break down what this word actually means when we say toned, It's this idea that you would have less fat and more muscle so that your muscle shows through, which if you're talking about building muscle and losing fat, scientifically speaking, the best way to actually achieve that would be to have some progressive overload and some higher weights. So instead of lifting really, really light, it would actually be smarter to lift heavier weights. You know, I think that we're also fighting against this idea that lifting heavy is masculine. You know, it wasn't all that long ago that you did not see women in the strength center. That's just true. And so now we have to understand that we have to put these misconceptions at bay because if you put a man and a woman on the same training program and they have a relatively similar nutritional program, there is going to be differences just based on our genetics. That's just true. So we have to put it at bay that we are going to achieve this masculine figure when we are lifting weights. That would actually be really hard for a woman to achieve. It is possible. We've seen very, very strong women, a lot of muscle mass, but they have to eat in a really particular way and they have to lift very, very heavy continuously for years to achieve that look. Okay, so I wanted to talk about cardio. And you guys know if you follow Expecting and Empowered, Crystal and I love cardio. You know, we are both runners. We've been running since high school. We would never diss cardio in a way of telling you not to do it. There's certainly advantages to doing cardio. So for the most part, the goal of a cardio workout routine would be to improve performance If you're a runner, you usually want to get better at running. So those goals might look like you want to run longer, you want to run faster, or you want to run just because you truly love it, which is a completely valid reason to run. A lot of times those training for cardio might be doing something like a race or a marathon, or again, you're just out there because you love it and you love to be outside. So let's talk about what happens to the body when you do cardio as the primary mode of exercise. So your body is a very, very smart machine, and it wants to get as efficient as it can at any type of exercise that you put it through. So as you become more efficient and you increase your capacity for cardio, you become more efficient with calories, meaning If your goal is to burn fat and you are using cardio to burn calories in order to get to that goal, 
your body becomes more efficient over time. So even if you're doing the same types of runs, your body is going to learn how to do them more efficiently. So you will burn less calories over time, which if your goal is fat loss, makes cardio a much harder way to get there. We have to contrast this against weightlifting and building muscle, which we were talking about earlier. So what we love about muscle is that it is a very inefficient tissue to keep around, meaning our body has to work harder to maintain muscle mass than it does to maintain fat mass. So if you work to build muscle, you increase the amount of calories that your body needs just when it's at rest. So you're making your body use calories in a more efficient way the more muscle you have. So that's one reason why strength training is a really good option that people might want to consider. And what I love to say to clients in the past is that you should know your goal, right? So when you're picking your workouts, know what your goal is. If you are a runner, you're a lifelong runner, you absolutely love to run, but you're hoping to achieve some fat loss, you have to consider adding some strength training into your routine so that you're not working against your goal. If your goal is that you want to get faster at running, of course, you're going to prioritize running. But I always, always think that there is room for strength training. You know, a lot of the track athletes when I was in college as a collegiate runner, we strength trained. Like that is so good for your running and it keeps you healthier and safer, meaning less prone to injuries. So we have today been talking about this goal of losing fat, which I think is really an important way to say it because a lot of women still get caught up in weight loss, which is different than fat loss. And when we're actually breaking down what their goal is, they're trying to say fat loss, but they're so fixated on the number on the scale. So I want to talk a little bit more about losing fat. So when Penn State researchers put dieters into three groups, first was no exercise, second was aerobic exercise only, and third was aerobic exercise and weight training. They all lost around 21 pounds, but the lifters shed six more pounds of fat than those that didn't lift weights. So why is this? The lifters almost lost pure fat, while the other people lost both fat and muscle. So that's a really interesting study. I love that the third group was aerobic exercise and weight training. You see, it didn't say only weight training. So another thing that we love about lifting weights is that you do increase your metabolism. So your metabolism increases for up to 39 hours post-lifting session because your muscles need energy as they repair and as they build. So a weightlifter is going to burn more calories throughout the day than a person that only does cardiovascular training. One of my friends and colleagues, Nick Rosencutter, when we were working together, he was personal training me for a while. And he said, you know, you can really think about it as if you needed to move a pile of dirt 
do you want to do so with your son's shovel that he plays in the sand with? Or do you want to do so with a, a big grown-up shovel? And so when we were talking about losing fat, the shovel, like a plastic kid shovel was cardio and the big adult shovel where you could move a lot more quickly was strength training. So he said it to me like that because at the time I was still really heavy on running and, but I had a goal of fat loss. We want to take a quick break to let you know that this podcast episode is brought to you by the Expecting and Empowered app, which is your complete roadmap to an empowered and strong pregnancy and postpartum season. As busy moms ourselves, we know that your time is valuable. Our app workouts are designed to be done in just 30 minutes and will help you in pregnancy to prepare for labor and in postpartum to heal progressively and safely. You can work out knowing that these exercises are safe for you, exactly where you are in motherhood, and all you have to do is show up and press start. If you want to join the thousands of women that are in the Expecting and Empowered app, you can use the promo code PODCAST25 for 25% off your first month or year of the app. You can work out for just $10 a month when you sign up for the year. Visit app.expectingandempowered.com to sign up today. We'll put that in the show notes and we will see you inside the app. Now back to our episode. Another thing about strength training is that research shows that people are happier and they handle stress better. So lifting weights is a mood booster and people that lift weights have less stress hormones floating around their body and they're better able to handle stressful situations. Now, for the audience listening, how important is that in motherhood? You know, that is huge. I've had my cortisol levels looked at, and I was going way too high on cortisol in the morning because the the rush to get out to daycare was so stressful for me. So one way that I've always tried to counteract stress is being able to lift weights. Another thing that weight training provides is a better quality of sleep. Recent studies have shown that those who participate in resistance training experience better uninterrupted sleep. Of course, they probably don't have small children, but improved sleep can help with overall wellness, especially as you age. And as moms, of course, minor sleep get interrupted? Yes. But do you want to be able to fall asleep and have really good quality sleep in the pockets that you get it? Absolutely. Another thing that Crystal and I have tried to let people know over the years is that weightlifting increases energy. So I know one of the barriers to exercise when you are a mom is that you feel like you don't have the energy. And if you think about weightlifting, you're like, wait, how would that give me energy? Because it feels like it takes energy. But for many of you that have done our programs, you realize you really do get energy back from 
lifting weights. And why is this? It's because exercise causes the body to release endorphins, which boost your mood and boost your energy. However, long bouts of cardiovascular exercise can deplete the body's energy store. So remember, cardiovascular exercise, that's running, that's being on an elliptical, that's swimming for a long time. Strength training, on the other hand, can be completed really efficiently, so 30 to 60 minutes, leaving you more energy to power through the rest of your day. So our Expecting an Empowered workouts, one thing that we strive to improve was to make sure they were between 30 and 40 minutes so that you guys could realistically put them in your day. The next one is really important. I've known this since college. It was something that I thought was really cool, but strength training gives you stronger bones. And as we know, this one is huge for women because as we age, our bones do get weaker and they are more susceptible to fractures. I'm sure you've probably had your mom, your aunt, your grandma have a stress fracture from something that was like actually really simple, like a task of daily living. I remember my mom stepped off of a retaining wall and got a stress fracture from that. So I really think of strength training as a way to make sure that I'm maintaining my bone density throughout my lifespan. Like this, we're not just training for right now. I like to think about training for longevity. Another really great perk of lifting weights is that you do decrease your risk for injury. So this is something that I alluded to before. I would love it if every single person that does prefer cardio still does some form of strength training because it really helps you to decrease your risk for injury so that we can continue to be active people. So you're going to have stronger bones and stronger connective tissue are both benefits of strength training. The stronger connective tissue strengthens your joint stability, which is the reason that it reduces the risk of injury. Another perk of strength training is that many moves like squats and lunges strengthen your joints while mimicking functional movement patterns. If you think about it, there are so many squats in your day, whether you're bending down to pick up a baby, you are bending down to pick up groceries, you're going to the bathroom and you're lowering lowering yourself to the toilet. Like There are so many squats throughout your day that it's really smart to add some strength training in so that you will be able to do all those things over the lifespan. So you're going to be helping your hips, your knees, your ankles, your wrists, your elbows, and your shoulders stay healthy, which will make your everyday activities easier to do. If you train properly and you learn fundamental movements like squatting and pushing and pulling, so I'm sure you guys all know what squatting is. You can think of pushing. A push-up would be an example of a pushing activity. Pulling would be like a row. So if you're doing a bent over row, just to give you some context, you decrease your risk of injury in all aspects of your life. So this is one reason why we are so passionate that women that are pregnant and women that are postpartum should lift weights. We want to make sure that you guys do reduce your risk of injuries. When we talk about common pregnancy aches and pains, what we know as a company is a lot of them are preventable, or at least the pain can be minimized with a really good strength training program. 
So another thing that we love about weight training is it does improve your heart health. Recent studies show that weight training can be just as effective as cardio in promoting heart health. Researchers from the American College of Cardiology in 2018 determined that strength training was better at reducing a person's risk of heart disease than cardio exercise like walking or cycling. Though both types of physical activity are necessary for overall health. You know, like I keep coming back to, we really want you guys to do both. We just find that for most women, it's easier or they lean towards cardio. So that's why you kind of hear me making a case for strength training and why you should incorporate that into your life. A 2019 study published in Medicine and Science in Sports and Exercise found that people who did at least one hour of strength training per week had 40 to 70% lower risk of heart attack or stroke compared to those that didn't. I'm obsessed with that because I'm definitely trying to avoid a heart attack or a stroke, obviously pretty young still, but think about your future self. I always think about my future self when I'm choosing my exercise. And then the last point is longevity. So in 2019, review published in Frontiers in Physiology suggests that strength training may be even more effective at reducing risk of all sorts of common age-related chronic diseases than cardio. The more healthy your skeletal muscles are, the better chances you have of survival, increased metabolic health, and overall well-being. Okay, so what changes for you when you hear this episode? It really comes down, like I said, to your goals because you have to think, what are you looking to accomplish? If you love to run, like I said, we're not trying to talk you out of that. I think that people should absolutely think about what they enjoy when they're picking exercise. If you have that 5K in mind, I do. Like I have, a, I want to run a fast 5K every year. That's just something that I enjoy to do. But I also think it makes a lot of sense for myself and my goals, especially for my future self, to continuously strength train throughout my lifespan. I did want to make this episode for the people that do have a goal of fat loss, or you might be saying toning. I think that it's so frustrating when you can't accomplish your goals. And so one reason I wanted to make this episode is because you have to make sure that your programming aligns with your goal. So this is something where increasing your muscle mass so that you burn more calories at rest, aka the 23 hours a day that you aren't working out, I would really add strength training into my programming. As we kind of talked about before, you're burning a lot of calories up front when you do cardio. Most of us can probably relate that heart pumping, sweating, feeling like you're doing so much. But in the long run, we know that strength training actually provides more of a hit. And something that's really interesting that a lot of people don't know is if you do go into longer distance, like you're training for a marathon or you're training long distances, your body might actually start to hold on to more fat. And I know this is 
confusing and, and bodies are complex and this is hard to digest. But if you are putting more and more miles on, your body is going to head into a catabolic state, which means that it starts breaking down your lean tissue, your muscles for energy. So you're going to stop burning your fat and your body is going to start holding on to it because your body's really smart and its main goal is survival. So if you're always, always spending your calories running, your metabolism might slow down and go to conservation mode. Okay, so let's go back to talking about strength training because in order to increase muscle, you have to challenge your weight load. This is not accomplished by continuously lifting really light weight. You have to get yourself into some sizable weights and you maybe have to change up your routine. So most women prefer to stay in the higher repetition range. They usually like to do 10 to 15 repetitions, but in order to challenge your body and create a new stimulus for it to adapt, it might be lifting heavier weights and also dropping that rep range down. That's something that our program, our advanced postpartum guide, which is called Elevated and Empowered, does that for you. We've got that middle section, which is called Progressive Overload. And the challenge of that section is we really want you to try to push your weights in that section so that you can keep on getting results. I love Elevated and Empowered. It is just, it brings out the best because we do still have those cardio bursts in it. So if you really enjoy those, I think it's an incredible program, but we did want to make sure that we had an area where it's called out, you really have to push your weights. So I'm on my third round of Elevated and Empowered, and my body has responded really well in this season of life to that. So all of this to say is we just want people to be educated when they are making their decisions for what their workouts look like. Inside of our app, we have all options available, and we would hope that everyone would want to add some strength training. For me, like I said, it's the idea of longevity and what my future self is going to thank me for. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be so honored if you left us a rating and review. It's how people find our podcast. So if we have provided value to your life, we would love if you left us a rating and a review. 